Praise the Lord and good day to you and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis here in the studio. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, and I'm glad to be with all of you gathered around God's Word here at lunch on this Monday. Uh, what is today? February the 5th, 2024. Grab your Bibles. Let's get ready to dig in. Today is going to be part three of a series that we're doing titled The Deep Things of God. Uh, you know, we, we, we need to talk about these things. Many ministers want to just use those phrases, the deep things of God. Let's go deeper. But uh, you have to understand what that means or we will find ourselves in a boatload, a sinking boatload of trouble. We, we have to, as this very chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, tells us down here that we're to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. And that leaves, that all that is is the Word of God with the Word of God with the Word of God. And that's what we're to compare things, uh, spiritual things with, is spiritual things. Praise the Lord. So don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. If you, you can now follow us on an app called Podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, Podbean, and it's, it's what our Spreaker used to do. Uh, it's uh, audio only, and you'll find, for those who have ears to hear, that's our channel, and you'll find it there on Podbean, and we're learning how to work it, and so trying to get better into it, but everything we do, whether it be Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Monday here, or Friday here on Cross Time, it's all going to be also in audio form on that Podbean uh, app. And you can go to our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. It's right down about the center of the screen on the left, a little a little uh, place where you can click on a message, a recent message, or you can click on the Podbean uh, picture and it'll take you to the Podbean app. And we're over a thousand messages, teaching sessions are there for your convenience to be able to listen to and to be blessed. So I encourage you to uh, check out the website again. It's thecrosswaychurch.com. You can uh, listen there uh, later to everything we do here at Crossway Church, uploaded in the archives there. You can give through the, the website. You can find our commentaries that are out there, uh, Angel Pieces CD, and our Romans commentary series, four different sections, four chapters each are out there in PDF form that you can actually download and then put in your reader, such as Kindle, and just flip the pages through and read the commentary that the Lord has given us to write on the entire book of Romans. So praise the Lord. I'm thankful for that. One last thing, we send 10 expositor study Bibles to inmates across the country every week. I just did the, the, the 10 that we'll mail this afternoon uh, today, and uh, it's like 2785 uh, Bibles that we have sent, and uh, we just continue to do that. You can help us do that. It takes $40 a Bible. You can, you can do that easily as texting the word GIVE to the number 903. 231-5950, and one of the options there is to uh, Bibles to inmates, and you can help us do that, and uh, I praise the Lord for all of you who do. Let's get in the Word today, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, this is part three of a series we're doing, The Deep Things of God. So we'll do what we've been doing. We'll start in verse 9 and read verses 9 and 10, and then we'll uh, let the Lord minister to us concerning these words here. And the Bible says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And let me say that everything of God is deep. The first time we believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ at the hearing of the gospel, we moved into the deep things of God. You see, it's too deep even for the world 
to, to understand it unless they're looking to Christ and believing upon him. Then they enter into that well of salvation. They begin to draw forth, as we talked about in the last session, uh, with joy, water from those that well of salvation. When you got born again, let me say it again before we enter into this today. When we were born again, we entered into the deep things of God. The question is for every child of God, just how deep are you willing to go? Just how often, just how much are you willing to drink, to draw, to be able to drink from the waters of that well of salvation. Just how often are you willing to accept where your God is guiding you, the footsteps he's left you to walk in? Just how often are you going to be willing to allow your Lord to guide you by his spirit deeper into the things that he's got waiting for you, that he's promised you that love him. And let me say this today, and there may be some that don't like it, but I, I can't really uh, let that stop me from saying things. But, you know, you can't sit around all day long and just talk about how much God loves you. There's nothing wrong with that. But the scripture here says that, that he's prepared these things for them that love him. And the, the depth of our experience in the deep things of God will be based on our love for him. And if you're, you're going to have to be honest that there's a lot of times that we have the fruit there right before us, obviously that we must in those moments have loved ourselves more than we manifest our love for our Savior. You know it's true. I don't have to pull your leg or lie to you or hammer you over the head to make you believe it. If you're real and honest and walking with Christ, you're going to be uh, honest and you're going to have to realize that if we're in fellowship with him, it's because the light he's walking in that we are going to have to walk in is going to continually shine on those things that the blood needs to continually be cleansing in our lives. Hallelujah. That's just what the Bible says. So we need to understand. The question is always, how willing are we to go on into the things of God uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit? There, there, there will come a time when our flesh will say that's enough. I, well, at least I'm saved. At, at least I'm going to heaven. At, at least I'm not who I used to be. But God, the Holy Spirit, was given to us to continue to guide us into these deep things, these, these promises, these the, the, the things that he has prepared for those who love him. And we need to remember that. Uh, to walk in these things, uh, we're going to have to be willing to go deeper into the things of the Lord. And uh, I want to say this before we, uh, I take you today to another scripture that I hope and pray will help us understand this a little bit better. And that is the context of this chapter, the context of this letter, but mainly this chapter, it, it, I believe it's the letter. The whole letter is written to a church that is found by the Lord divided, following this man, that man, this man, this group, these singers, that whatever is there to divide, it was dividing because they had taken their eyes off of, their heart surrendered to the sacrifice of Christ. This is why Paul comes to them through this letter and says, when I was with you, I determined not to know anything but Christ and him crucified. That is the answer for everything. And in the context of this scripture, there is no going on into the deep things of God unless we're willing to understand that. You can sit around and, and claim you love God, but how much are you going to love God? See, God's love for you can never grow. It's, it's maxed out. It's who God is. He is love, 1 John 4, 8 and verse 16, I believe. But, but I, 
and, and, and we won't, we won't in, on this journey, maybe not ever in all of eternity, we may never know the, the, the width, the depth, the, 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 broad, the, the breadth of, of, of God's love because it's who he is and, and he manifests that love toward us through his sons dying for us on Calvary's cross. But there, but there is a, in us a place for us to be able to grow and to love our God more than we did yesterday. He is the perfection of love. It's who he is. You and I have received his love because he who is love moved into us and our bodies became his tabernacle. And it is the God who is love that dwells in us. I personally believe that's how he shed his love abroad in our hearts by moving into our hearts and giving us new hearts and a new spirit. And now you and I, our love for the Lord can grow. And Jesus taught us that if we love him, we're obedient to him. And we find many times, just being honest again, uh, that we're not obedient to him uh, in certain areas. And and then, I mean, when, when you really begin to study the word and you see that there is no obedience to the truth, when your faith is not in the sacrifice, the death of Jesus, that is a real wake-up call. That is a real check this out and see how many years you've wasted thinking that you were doing this and doing that and you were obeying the truth when our faith was in the words we spoke, the money we gave, the purpose-driven life, every new fad that crept into the church and we jumped on the bandwagon and said, this is it, this is the move of God. We We've been waiting for again and it didn't work out it came it, it it never did because it never can the move of god takes place by god the holy spirit in the heart of those who allow him to deliver them unto the death of his son that's what happened when you were born again and you accepted christ's death for you for the forgiveness of your sins and even after you're born again, the Bible says that God, the Holy Spirit, he always delivers us who are alive unto death for Jesus' sake, 2 Corinthians 4.11, uh, so that we can express him. Remember, here we're talking about love now. When you're expressing Christ, you're functioning in obedience. And, and obedience, according to the writings of Paul in the book of Galatians, is not obedience to the, to the truth unless our faith is in the death of Jesus. And that takes a conscious and deliberate, I know what I'm trusting in, not subconscious. There is no subconscious trusting in the Lord. If that were the case, then, then people could just get saved subconsciously, but you can't. You got to know what you're uh, believing with the heart. You, you might not know the deep theological truths of it, but you are accepting in the forefront of your mind that you're a sinner and that God sent his son to die for you and you are accepting that and you know what you are doing. If that didn't happen, we're still lost. Nothing happens in the subconscious of our mind uh, that is spiritual, that allows us to gain ground that allows us to be found obedient. We have to know what we're doing. You can't fight the good fight of faith in the subconsciousness of your mind. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have your mind stayed on him. Hallelujah. So we need to remember these things. These, these deep things of God are experienced by the people of God. The Bible says that these, are, these things are prepared for them that love him. <clears throat> I want you to think about that. These things, these deep things of God have been prepared by God for them that love him. 
And, 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 and again, let me say this, we struggle in our love for the Lord. If you don't think you do, then you're only living by feelings and emotions and whatever else that stuff may be. But Jesus said, you can forget all that. Those that love me are obeying me. And those who are not obeying me do not love me. So you'll have to admit that there are times that we're not obeying him. Therefore, there's a display toward him of not loving him. And this, we need to understand again, Galatians chapter 3, that reminds us if our faith is not in the death, the sacrifice of Christ, the cross of Christ, we're not functioning in the obedience to the truth. We're not obeying the truth. We're not serving or we're not, we're not being obedient to the faith, which is why we received grace to begin with. And Romans 1 chapter 5 tells us that. So let's look at this again. Let me say this one more time before we leave this portion of Scripture today, that the deep things of God are only going to be experienced, experienced by faith in the sacrifice of Christ. By faith, not 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 what not just because you had one day. This is an ongoing experience of love for your Savior through faith in what He did to show you He loved you, so that He could save you. You could love Him, and you could walk together in experience. You could experience the deep things of God through your faith. In, in, in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Listen very carefully. The deep things of God that God longs for us to know about and to put our feet in and walk in, you, you have to think about stories in the Bible of, of, of the promised land being offered, given, given to Israel. But 10 of the 12 spies said, after seeing the, the land and the the the, the the beauty and the and the uh, the prosperity of the land. Ten of the twelve said we can't take the land, and God called that an evil report because they were actually in that statement calling God a liar when God was willing to give it to them. Already actually had given it to them, and but they said we can't have it for fleshly reasonings. And God called that an evil report. And so therefore they had to wander for 40 years in the wilderness. And you and I, uh, the, the promised land that they were offered was, was actually given to them. Didn't mean they could just go in and lay down. They had to go in and fight to take the land. And you and I, my friend, to experience the deep things of God that he's prepared for those that love him, those things are not going to come into your life without a fight. I'm talking about a battle that's already, a fight that's already been won. The, the Bible says that the, the battle belongs to the Lord, but you still have to be found fighting the good fight of faith to experience the things that God has prepared for you. You have to be willing to fight the good fight of faith to experience the promises, the deep things of God. You, you're not going to step into the deep things of God by lighting a candle and singing your favorite song, sitting on the couch at home in the comfort and luxury of your home. It's just not going to happen. The deep things of God, just like the promised land, even when 40 years later they did go into the promised land, it was theirs. God says it's yours, and now I'm leading you into it. They still had to go in and march around Jericho and watch the walls fall. They still had to defeat the Canaanites. They had to go in and fight. You must fight to take that which is yours. Now, the fight that we're fighting is not a fight in the flesh. It's not carnal, but it's mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds that are definitely there to prevent us 
from going further into the deep things of God. There is no end of the depth of, of the things that God has for us that love him. Your love for the Lord, if it is legitimate, will, will bring you further and further and further into the things that God has prepared for you, and you might as well just get your mind off houses and cars and 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 and, and big uh, boatloads of money. Just push that out the window, and the things that God has prepared for us who love Him is 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 who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. I don't don't think for a minute that that I don't believe God blesses us, but we've used statements like this just to stagger our way back into a focus of the blessings, natural blessings, instead of functioning in this spiritual kingdom that we're in. This spiritual kingdom that we're in. Amen. That's what we're in. We're in a spiritual kingdom. Jesus is not setting up his kingdom on this earth right now. That's coming later, and you'll be there with him if you're born again, reigning and ruling with him. But right now, this is a spiritual kingdom. It's a spiritual matter. And to go deeper into the deep things God has prepared for you, he's prepared because he loves you, and that love wherewith he's loved you, you are using that love to love him with yourself. And that love, my friend, you got to understand this, just, just some feelings is not going to take you into the deep things of God. Being in a worship service and feeling the presence of God is not going to take you into the deep things of God. This is where our charismaniac friends and uh, the Pentecostalism folks uh, that we are Pentecost, but we not of the Pentecostalism. What do I mean by that? Oh, those who are trusting in Pentecost. You, you don't put your trust in nothing but Jesus and his sacrificial work at Calvary. Then, my friend, what's promised to you will function as it should by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he is the one who has to guide you into all truth, here being equated, I believe, with the deep things of God. Jesus said when the spirit of truth comes, he'll, he will show you of mine. He's he not going to take you out and teach you all about all this other. He, the Holy Spirit is here to teach us of Jesus and to guide us into all truth. And th these are the deep things of God, learning to walk in truth, to have the fruit of truth in our lives, the joy and the strength and the peace and where oppression is not controlling our lives, fear is not controlling our lives, but we're allowing the Holy Spirit because we love the Lord and we trust the Lord and we trust that what he said is true. So we're asking him to guide us along the way and he will carry us into <coughs> the deep things of God. Now, I want us to turn over, if we can today, to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, and let's see where we can start reading. Let, let's just read in verse 1, John chapter 4, and the Lord gave me this portion of Scripture this morning uh, for me to share with you concerning this, this, this teaching that we're involved in right now about the deep things of God. So let's look at this together in John chapter 4 today. And the Bible here says in verse 1, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees has heard, had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. And you'll find out here as we keep reading why. Then comes he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about 
the sixth hour. Anybody know what happened on the sixth hour on the day of the crucifixion? There comes a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. Now Jesus knows exactly what he's doing, why he's doing it, and with whom he is doing it. I want you to see this. There is something taking place here, a move of God through Christ toward this woman who he found at the well. Verse 8, because his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? Because the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that says to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. See, these living waters are required. These living waters are required for the journey. Watch this now. The woman, this is the mindset. Listen to the mindset of this woman. The woman, in verse 11, the woman said unto him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Hmm. From whence then have you that living water? Where have you got living water, sir? For you don't even have, listen, she said, you don't even have anything to draw water with. And the well, besides that, the well is deep. Get this now. Jesus is using this illustration of a whale that was the whale that he gave Jacob years ago. Yeah, this same Lord, hallelujah, gave Jacob this whale years before, Jacob's whale. And he's sitting at this whale now with this woman, and he is trying to get her to see something that's deep deeper than that well of water that she's not seeing. But he is going to bring her to the place of seeing something very, very deep. Let's read verse 11 again. The woman said unto him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then have you that living water? And... He, she says also, let's keep reading this, this great story in verse 12. Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well? See, do you see that? She don't know who he is. She don't know who he is. See, there's a great deep sitting beside her at this well. Oh, my goodness. There is a great deep sitting beside her at this well. The deepest thing of God was sitting by her at this well. Watch this now. Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water is only going to thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. Now her mindset is still... If he's got something I can drink that'll prevent me from ever having to come back here and drink again from this well, I want that water. That's what she's thinking. That's what she's saying. And Jesus, listen to the response and look at where Jesus is going. Hear me today to take her into the deep things of God. 
listen to his response. He's trying to take this woman at this well into the deep things of God, which will result in her knowledge and the revelation that she receives of Christ. Watch. Jesus said unto her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, You have said correctly, I, I have no husband. That's a correct statement, lady, that you've said. For you have had five husbands, and he whom thou now whom you now have is not your husband. In that you've made a true statement. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Get this now. There is a, there is a different level of... Now she's perceived something. She's not drinking yet, but she's perceived something. See, there is a, there is a progression here of hearing and then tasting to see and then the fruit will always be there when we're taking of these living waters that will always take us into those deep things that God has prepared for us that love him. Watch this now. I perceive that you are prophet. Verse 20, our fathers worshiped in this mountain. Now, now, now she's going she's gonna to join in on the spiritual conversation. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. But watch what happens. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. You, you a Jew, say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. But, but our fathers worshiped in this mountain. <clears throat> Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me. Get, get those powerful words. Woman, believe me. This is Jesus. Woman, believe me. The hour comes. The hour is coming when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. Now, boy, though, today, this is, this is why I know many people aren't following Jesus because if Jesus said that to them, they would claim he's unloving, that's, that you, you, you don't have no right to tell me that I don't know who I'm, who I'm worshiping. But that Jesus tells this woman, you worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. You don't even know what you're worshiping. We know what we worship because salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, Jesus says, now wait a minute, now is, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. So we can stop right there and see that moving into the deep things of God is going to require worship to God in spirit and in truth, or the deep things of God are going to be off limits. They're off limits. They don't come to people who are just out there taking certain kinds of, of medication or who, who's keeping themselves up all hours of the night. You can do all kinds of things to make yourself have dreams, but God don't need your help in him giving you a dream. He just needs you to be what he told you to be, and that's a student of his word, and then if he's going to use you, He'll use you through what he can teach you in the word of God. So he says, but the hour comes and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. 
Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto you am he. You're talking to him. Can you, I try to, I try to sit sometimes and imagine had it been me sitting at that well. I, I try to imagine what that, what that must have been like for her to hear those words from the one who is God in the flesh that comes to save us from worshiping things we don't even know what we're worshiping. I, I try to imagine what it must have been like for her, what it would have been like for me, and I hope it would have been the same for me as it was her. And, and Jesus tells her, I am that Christ that you're talking about. I am he, the one that's speaking to you right here. Watch what happens. And upon this, his disciples came and marveled that he was talking with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot. <laughs> if that don't put a smile and make you, listen, if that don't put a smile on your heart, on your face and your heart leap with joy, my friend at the great hope that that's exactly what you'd have done. This woman left, she left. Her mind went completely away from the purpose that brought her to the well of the purpose that she thought brought her to. She came to the well thirsty and left her water pot there. Did you see that? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, this is how you know that you're drinking from a well that is deeper than the well you try to put your water pot in back there behind the house in that old well. Oh my goodness. When you accept Christ, the words of Christ, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and Redeemer, oh, when your faith is in what he did for you at Calvary, the Christ who came as the sacrificial lamb of God, you you will drop whatever's in your hands to go tell somebody. This is exactly what was written about in the book of Romans chapter 10, hallelujah. When we believe with our heart, our mouth goes to speaking, hallelujah. And if the church would get back to faith in the sacrifice, their mouths would go to speaking right again, hallelujah. Oh my goodness, and they wouldn't be so much worried about the pots in the kitchen cabinet in the fellowship hall at the church as they would out telling somebody about this Jesus that saves the lost soul and teaches the saved soul how to drink these living waters, hallelujah, how to experience uh, these deep things of God, the, the deep things of God, which requires drinking, the drinking of these living waters. Watch this. Now, this story's too good to quit now, hallelujah. In John 4 and verse 28, the woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man. Woo! Come see a man. Oh, come see a man. Isn't that powerful which told me all things that ever I did? Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. My goodness. <laughs> Let me just say to you, my friends, that we've got meat to eat that the world knows nothing about. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus ate real food. Jesus drank real water. Oh, we gonna eat real food. We gonna drink real water. But I'm telling you, there's a greater meat than that which sits on the kitchen table. There's a greater drink than that which sits in the tea glass. I'm telling you, oh my goodness, there is a deeper meal for us to partake of than what we eat two or three times a day. There is is a deeper drink the Lord is offering you of the things that he's prepared for you. But you've got to be willing to fight the good fight of faith to walk into this place of knowing God more than you do, loving God more than you do, expressing Christ more than we have. Where we are is a good place from where he brought us to, but where he's taken us to. The, 
Listen, it's a race that's not over till we cross the finish line. And if we will keep running the victorious, triumphant race of Christ with the fruit of it so others can see and be glad, hallelujah, that the offering is for them too, then we're going to see a deeper work in the days ahead. I already know this. Now, not everybody's going to partake of this. Everybody who's laughing at the word determined, they're not going to partake of this. Everybody who's making fun and saying these people and all they're determined and determined, self-determined and all this stuff, they're people who are avoiding the reality of God always being mindful of his covenant and commanding us to always be mindful of his covenant. They're people who are avoiding seeing the truth of the cross in the scriptures and they want them to be about something else, but their Savior said they're about him and what makes them applicable, what makes the scriptures applicable to us is when we are trusting and believing upon Jesus as the scriptures have said, hallelujah, then out of your belly will flow these rivers of living water that Jesus promised to whoever drinks this water is going to be like a spring, a well bubbling up, hallelujah, within their own heart. Glory be to God. Watch this now. I have meat to eat that you know nothing of. In verse 33, therefore said the disciples one to another, has any man brought him something to eat? Some They still not getting it because there's deep, there's something going on there that's deeper that they're not seeing. Get this now. There's something going on deeper that they're not seeing. And that's the same way with all of us. Don't, don't think for a second just because uh, we, we've entered into some uh, deeper place than we were that we're better than anybody. Man, we're not better than anybody, my friend. The, we, we Listen, we are not better than anybody. Now, you may be being equipped better than most because you're hearing the word of the cross and others are not. They're hearing the word of money, the word of this, the word of that, instead of the word being the word of righteousness that brings that discernment, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, that you desperately need to be able to go on into a farther place in the deep things of God. This is not a, a woo and just play the music a certain way and let's just get in the whole Ghost and go into the deep thing. No, my friend, it's going to take faith in the sacrifice, a fight to keep your, that's what the whole fight's about, to keep your faith in the sacrifice when grandma comes and says, I get the cross stuff, but brother, my, my grandson, you, you also got to know, grandma, I'm just going to fight to keep my faith in the sacrifice because only from there come the rivers of living water. From only there was the bloodshed. From only there comes everything that the deep things of God are all wrapped up in this one that said he built his church on the rock of the revelation of who he is. The rock of the revelation of who he is. That's what he told Peter and the disciples there. And you, you need to understand that. There is not, no going on into the deep things of God because you got full of the Holy Ghost. The, the way into the deep things of God is through your refusing to stop fighting to keep your faith in the sacrifice of Christ because that's the only, only avenue God sees you obeying the faith, obeying the truth that allows him to guide you into more truth. Remember what Jesus taught. Those who have, and he's talking about hearing when he taught this, those who have more will be given. But those who have not, what they seem to have will even be taken from them. That's why what we seem to have, it, 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 that was taken because it didn't work and next year comes along and we seem to have hearing something else, but, but that doesn't work, so we lose that. Those who have 
hearing, those who have spirit-taught hearts, those who are hearing the Holy Spirit guide them into all truth are going to be given more truth. It's spiritual things with spiritual things. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ is the growing revelation in our heart, not the growing revelation of this or that. We're to be learning Christ, teaching Christ, sharing Christ, expressing Christ. We can't push him aside to get anything. Everything we get, everything we do must be with him, meaning with our faith in his sacrifice because that's what allows us in God's sight to be with him, joined together with him. Hallelujah. So let's move on into this a little further and see what the Lord will give us here this afternoon. Therefore, verse 33, said the disciples one to another, has somebody given him something to eat? Jesus said unto them, my meat, now this is, this is listen, he's already told them, my, I, got, I got some meat that you don't know anything about. Now he's going to tell them because that's how Jesus is. For those who will follow him and keep following him and, and keep wanting to learn, keep, keep wanting to learn of him, not somebody, him, he will teach you. Jesus said unto them, my meat, this meat that you know nothing about, is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Where was that work finished? At the cross where Jesus declared it is finished. The will of God. Hallelujah. For the redemptive plan, the redemptive purpose of God was finished at Calvary. Watch now. Say ye not, there are four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. Did you get this? Did you see this? I wanted to share this little story with you today, and we could keep reading, but we won't. I wanted to share it with you for, for this purpose. This, this woman at the well, Jesus goes out, out of his way. He, he has a purpose. It, it says there in verse 4 of John 4, and he must needs to go through Samaria because he was being told by his father, I'm going to take you to a woman who will be at the well and I'm going to reveal who you are to her. That, that's exactly what happened. Remember, Jesus said, I don't say anything. I don't hear my father saying. I don't do anything. I don't see my father doing. So the father was doing what was being done at the well in Christ, focusing trying to get her attention on him that he is Christ. And when she did, when she believed it in her heart, she stepped in to the deep things of God to the point, listen, when you're walking in the deep things of God, you're going to drop your water pot. You're not going to focus on the minor things. You, you're going to focus on this, what God is saying, and this, what God is doing. And she, she took off and left her water pot and went and found men to, to tell about this one she believed to be the Christ. And let me say it again today. The moment you were born again, you stepped into the deep things of God. Yes, you, you, you might have just got saved this morning, but you stepped in to the deep things of God. So deep the world... The world can't get in it until they believe in Christ and they step in Christ. And in Christ, my friend, is where all the deep things of God exist. Everything that God has prepared for those that love him are only found in Christ Jesus. Yes, when we're born again, we enter in to Christ. That is that is where all the deep things of God exist in him, and we're in him. But Colossians 2.6 tells us that we have to walk in him just like we received him. And if we understand that and we fight the good fight of faith to keep experiencing that, that, that this deeper work because of a walk that we refuse to turn to the left or to the right or you know we got to stop listening to these preachers who are bringing the word without the context of being Jesus Christ and him crucified 
You got, you got to quit listening to them. You, I mean, they're not offering you any wisdom or any power. And you might say, well, the whole Bible is God's wisdom and God's power only if it's received in the heart through faith in the preaching of the cross. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is the wisdom and the power of God, the preaching of Christ and him crucified. Therefore, we, we don't need to set that aside to go learn on the end times. We need to be learning about the end times because the end times are the end times that God has set forth. It, it's his counsel that he's going to be carrying out and he doesn't do anything outside of truth. He doesn't do anything outside of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You shouldn't be con so concerned about everything that's, let me put it this way. You shouldn't be more concerned about the things going on in all the world than you are what God is trying to do in you right now in this moment. Their Christians spend more time watching news channels than they, than they spend with their face in the Word of God or in the house of God or in the fellowship with God's people. And the news is more exciting and, and it has now become an addiction in their lives that they just think they must know and they oh they'll tell you well because I, I need to know what to pray about but but they don't do much time and spend much time in prayer they spend most of their time on that tv and i'm not being ugly i'm just talking about some of the things some of the things that come along to ensnare us to distract us like the political world has over the last six years and is going to try to do again in the very new days ahead my friend very near days Hey, the political thing is going to explode. The things always they've always been this way. They're always going to be this way till Jesus comes and changes it. So we better get more focused on where God is and what God is doing. Well, where is God? You say He's on the throne. Okay, I agree. That's true. But He's also dwelling in us. And the reason he's dwelling in us is so that he might try us every moment, Job 7, 18. And his trying us every moment is to see if we'll keep holding on, if we'll keep taking heed to that doctrine, that form of doctrine that we were given that saved us and made us servants of righteousness, if we'll keep accepting where he's delivering us to, which is death for Jesus' sake, 2 Corinthians 4, 11, and 12, death works in us so that life can work in you through the expression of Christ. Listen, if you'll fight the good fight of faith to stay gospel-centered, gospel-focused, meaning faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, then, my friend, you are going to be found walking with the Lord in the light he's in, uh, washing you, cleansing you moment by moment from unrighteousness and all sin, and we're going to be going deeper into the things that our God has prepared for us. I have no doubt about it. About three years ago, a little more now, on a Monday night in prayer, the Lord spoke through us there prophetically. Just a word came forth and said, I'm going to show you things that you've never heard and you've never been taught, but they'll be scripture. They will be scriptural. And they will be in the right context. And he's done that ever since then. He's done that ever since then. He has taught us Jesus. He is teaching us the way of his footsteps, which is righteousness. Hallelujah. Yeah, Psalms 85, 13. He won't lead us in any other path. He won't feed us from any other table. And he won't be the one carrying you into anything you're calling deep if it's not a deeper revelation of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. That's what he wants us to see. He can't change us if we're not beholding that. 2 Corinthians 3.18. That's why he's always delivering us there. Let's just get something real uh, straight and simple this morning. God is where he's delivering you unto always. God's not going to deliver you un, unto some place where he's not at, where he's not working, where it's not him doing what's being done there. And he always delivers us who are alive unto death. You know, that 2 Corinthians 4.11, let me share this with you. Yesterday or yesterday, last night, yesterday afternoon, I was talking with Andrew. We were talking about <clears throat> the fact that you... 
I couldn't and he couldn't. We searched Google, we searched Amazon, we, we searched uh, different various bookstores to find a book that's written on this particular subject about God always delivering his people to death. Us who were alive, that's, that's Christians, only people who were alive in Christ Jesus to death for Jesus' sake and, and about death working in us. I'm talking about a book. I'm not talking about some where someone mentions that. I'm talking about a book written on that. You know why books like that can't be found or if there is, it, they're, 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 they can't hardly be found is because what should be the focus and the thrust of where God is and what God is doing always is being hidden from us. It's in the Word. It's in the Word. But there's, there's thousands and thousands of books on faith that are not biblical faith. There's thousands and thousands of books written on grace that really, when you're reading them, they end up being not grace telling you what you have to do, which makes it not grace. But where are the books? Where, where, where are the writings? Where are the teachings and all these writings that just encompass the globe on the Word of God and Christian? Where's the, where's the messengers that carry this great truth that God is always delivering you unto death? Where is it? This is why he's called his ministers in these last few vaporous moments of this age to rise up and to carry this truth of Christ and him crucified because there's not going to be any new revelations floating around in the clouds, floating around out in the trees. The revelation that we grow in is the revelation of Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the revelation. Even the last book in the Bible is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The, the first book in the Bible is Genesis. It's, it's God creating, and the Bible says that nothing was created that is created without the word of God. And the Bible says that became flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So God, as we close this session out today, know this, that where you are with him, he wants to take you deeper. And that's not some, uh, oh my goodness, uh, some entertaining thing. Uh, that's not a money-making scheme. That is a word from the Bible that there are deep things that God has for us prepared already for us, like it's already on the table for those who love him. Therefore, this faith that we live by is the faith that works by love. That means the love of God and what he did through Christ to, to save us on the cross. And that's the faith we live by that works by love. And so when we keep our faith anchored in the sacrifice of Christ, the place God manifest his love toward us, and we accepted it, he shed that love abroad in our heart, then we can fight to keep that faith that Christ gave his life through by grace, through faith, and we can walk on with him into the deep things of God. They're already prepared. They're already written about. But we must take them as Israel took the promised land. Now, I don't mean in the natural, in the flesh, like they had to. That was of old type and shadow days. We're, we're experiencing what it means to walk in the spiritual light with our Lord now, where our battle is not flesh and blood, uh, uh, but, but, and our weapons are not flesh and blood. But we keep our faith anchored in the sacrifice of Christ, refusing, being determined to know nothing other and that is the avenue through, it's God's exclusive avenue into the deep things of God. That's why this phrase is used once in the Bible, in this second chapter of 1 Corinthians, in the same chapter that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is bringing the people of God's attention, if he can, back to a place of being determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. As the answer 
for all things, all blessings, all impartation. If you remember, Paul was writing to the church in Rome. You can find this in the first chapter of Romans. And he says, I can't wait to get to you. Can't wait to get to you. A church who's already saved, already filled with the Spirit. I can't wait to get to you and impart a spiritual truth to you so that our faith can be mutual. And we know what Paul's faith was in. And the impartation, he says, I can't wait to get there and preach the gospel to you. An already saved, already spirit-filled church. He didn't show up to preach Pentecost to an already saved and spirit-filled church. He showed up to preach the gospel, and it's the only avenue of impartation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Those who believe this, because the Word tells us these things, will find themselves believing upon Christ as the scriptures has said, and living waters won't be being searched for. They will be there causing you to drop your old water pot and go tell somebody. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's been a great session today. I hope and pray the Lord's been able to enlighten the scriptures a little brighter in your heart and cause your feet to edge along this path a little further today through the truth of the gospel being shared, the focus of our Savior and what he did at Calvary. And uh, so I, I encourage you, uh, You've got to step into this place of being determined not to know anything other than Christ and Him crucified. We've waited for years for uh, even many of those who taught us to step into this place, and, and we're still waiting. We're still being patient and waiting, uh, and, and we're going to pray for them. We're going to continue to pray for them where they, they begin again, uh, well, or they might begin to guard their pulpit. Some begin again to guard their pulpit and to guard their ministries, guarding the flesh lock is what I'm saying from everything that's out there that distracts from what we're supposed to be determined to know and to know nothing else but that. I give God all the praise for all he's doing in these last few minutes. It's so powerful. It's so wonderful. And uh, the fruit is going to be far greater than we can imagine in the days ahead. And the opportunities are going to be there. But the fight, the fight is going to be greater it's going to be greater. The deceitful deceptions, the temptations are going to be there. People are going to be sent into our lives and ministries that are not going to be of the Lord. And we're going to have to be found fighting the good fight of faith, fighting the good fight of faith to stay determined and not moved away from what God has been doing in our lives through this great truth. God bless you. I love you. And I pray his touch be upon every aspect of you, your body, your soul, and your spirit in Jesus' name. If the Lord stirs your heart to, to pray for us, please do that. If the Lord stirs your heart to give him an offering, sow it into this ministry. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. And don't forget to check out the website, the commentaries, the music CD, uh, all the other things that are there. I praise God for you and I love you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.